You're listening to the Connect for Children podcast, where we talk about pediatric clinical trials in Europe. In today's episode, we're focusing on CASPER-CF trial, a study that will test an antifungal drug called posaconazole in children and young people with cystic fibrosis who have the aspergillus infection. Why is the study important? What are the challenges? Why is C4C important for this ongoing trial? To answer our questions, we're joined by Adelia Juarez, Chief Investigator at the CASPER-CF trial, Professor at the University of Exeter and Pediatric Infectious Diseases Specialist. What does CASPER-CF aim to understand? The CASPER-CF trial tries to understand and to research if posaconazole, an antifungal treatment, is a suitable treatment for children and young adolescents with cystic fibrosis and aspergillus infection. And it's important to realize that a lot of people with cystic fibrosis are being infected by aspergillus. And we don't know really well what the best treatment for that is, especially in children. And that is what we want to get an answer to in the study we are doing. Which treatments are already available to fight aspergillus infections in children? There is antifungal treatment available for children. That is certain types of antifungals which are called itraconazole, foriconazole, posaconazole. But posaconazole is one of the newer antifungals and has not been studied that well in specific pediatric patient population and especially not in children with cystic fibrosis. So we don't know yet exactly how to dose posaconazole in children with cystic fibrosis and we want to find that out in the study, but we also want to see if children with cystic fibrosis and aspergillus infection will have any clinical benefit of the treatment with posaconazole. And at the moment, it's really a challenge for physicians how to manage aspergillus infections in children with CF. And we don't know yet what is the right time or what are the right signs and symptoms to start antifungal treatment for aspergillus infection in people with cystic fibrosis. What improvements could come out of the CASPER-CF trial? Our overarching aim is to see if posaconazole will keep the lung function in the best condition possible. People with cystic fibrosis are characterized by a progressive lung function decline by the nature of the disease. And every infection on top of that will bring further declines in in the lung function. And as the infection is one of that. So if we could prevent that, we hope to keep the lung function in a better shape Currently, is the trial testing safety or efficacy? Posaconazole is a drug that is licensed for adults to treat fungal infections. It's also licensed for young adolescents in the United States. And there is a lot of off-label use of posaconazole also in the pediatric population. But we have no formal dosing recommendations for children with cystic fibrosis and Therefore, we want to study that properly in this study. So 
And also, in addition to that, we will look at safety and tolerability of this particular antifungal in children and young adolescents with cystic fibrosis. But also there is a part of the study will look at clinical efficacy, but the clinical trial as such is not powered to find a different difference between the use of posaconazole and no use of posaconazole. But we hope to pick up a kind of a trend. And if that is true, then we will do a full efficacy study later on. Do safety studies have to be performed on children as well, or can the results be extrapolated from adult trials? Yeah, very, very good question. Um, there is quite a bit of safety data with postconazole in children already. There are substantial numbers of children with underlying malignancies, children who have undergone a bone marrow transplant, but also some smaller studies in children with cystic fibrosis, which have all shown that posaconazole can be used in children in a safe way. What were the challenges to set up this trial? Yeah, I think a huge bottleneck has been obviously the COVID-19 pandemic because we were starting off to set up the study by late 2019. And obviously in March 2020, Europe was facing this COVID-19 pandemic. So that has been a huge challenge and that has slowed down the setup of the study. I think that would be the main bottleneck. Maybe I can mention that because the study is going to be performed in 10 European countries, we have an international study team. Obviously, that is challenging in itself to get it all set up, open the sites, etc., etc. But yeah, the COVID-19 pandemic has been the main bottleneck so far. So how did COVID impact the trial specifically? The recruitment has been delayed and we have only been able to open the first site in February 2021, so very recently. We have opened two sites in Italy and as far as I know, we have not recruited any patients as just before the Eastern holiday or the Eastern weekend. Obviously, the opening of sites has been delayed also due to the COVID-19, which made that children with cystic fibrosis and patients with cystic fibrosis did not come to their regular appointments. There were kind of teleclinics. So it would have been very difficult to start recruitment much earlier than we are doing now. And, and we still might be challenged by a so-called third wave of COVID-19 in Europe, but that remains to be seen. What are your perspectives regarding the project, the recruitment and the submissions to national competent authorities? How do you see the future? Yeah, we, we are really in a very busy period. A number of countries have submitted or are about to submit their proposals to, to the competent authorities, ethical committee. We have approvals in two countries now, Italy and the UK. There are another three countries who are very close to get the approvals and the other five are in the process of submitting all the study documents to, to the authorities and the ethical committees. So our plan is, and I think uh, it looks like we will 
be able to meet that deadline to have opened or at least have permissions to do the study in all the countries um, at summertime and have opened all the sites, that's up to 30 sites, open for recruitment in early autumn, so September, October. So that's the plan. That's our main focus at the moment, to get all the countries sorted with respect to their permissions and opening of the sites. This podcast is brought to you by Connect with Children. We aim to establish a coordinated approach to facilitate the delivery of high-quality, regulatory-grade pediatric clinical trials in Europe for all age groups and diseases. In the project, 25 academic and 10 industry partners from 20 different countries have joined forces to overcome the hurdles standing in the way of clinical trials for children. Together, we're creating a world with better medicines for babies, children and young people. Want to know more? Visit our website, connectwithchildren.org, or follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram to stay up to date. In your opinion, why is there such a need of pediatric clinical trials, and especially a need of an organization like C4C? Let me focus on the CASPER-CF trial we are uh, performing trial, we want to specifically target children to see if we can prevent further lung damage. So keeping their health, their their lung more healthier for when they grow up and become adults. So just to give their lungs more health into the future. But that's why we need to study in children. And and there are many other examples why there is a need to, to perform studies in children. The benefit of C4C, who is aiming to provide an infrastructure to do clinical trials in children, is hugely um, of value because we don't have such an overarching umbrella organization where expertises and efforts are combined to learn from each other, but also to make it easier to perform pediatric trials. CASPER-CF is a C4C proof of viability study, so it means that you can benefit from the development of C4C project in setting up the trial. Can you explain how the proof of viability studies fit in the project? C4C is aiming to improve the infrastructure in Europe to be able in a better way to do trials in children and young adolescents. The huge benefit of working with C4C is that they provide a huge network in terms of sites, national hubs, which are coordinating the sites in each country, but also a lot of added expertises on every aspect of doing clinical trials in children, which we can access at any time. So, I think it's huge advantage for us to be able to do the study within this C4C network. Were there also advantages in being in C4C network during the COVID-19 pandemic that you identified as a bottleneck? How did C4C help in coping with it? Yeah, definitely. I think we have been in our own study team quite proactive with how to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic. 
but to be able to discuss the challenges and possible solutions or mitigation plans to that, to be able to discuss that in a wider group as the C4C and learning from the other trials as well has been a real advantage. You explained that one of the benefits of working within the framework of C4C was having the access to their international network. Could you give an explanation on how it worked with C4C versus if you would have developed the trial on your own? Yeah, a valuable valuable part of the C4C network is that they have a number of national hubs, they are called, on board, which are national centers who are coordinating possible sites who want to participate in a trial like ours on a national level. And those national hubs have expertise to help sites setting up the studies locally, but also to help with the submissions of the study documents to the regulatory authorities and the ethical commission. So by being a study within the C4C, we had immediately access to all the national hubs which had access in the, on their turn to all the sites in that country. So that me, meant that basically for us, when we had our proposal ready, our study proposal, we disseminated it by the C4C, we disseminated to the national hubs, and they looked for sites in the countries who were willing to participate. If we didn't have the C4C in place, then I had to make contact with each single individual site to see if they were interested to take part. That would have been a huge effort, which has been taken away by the infrastructure put in place by C4C. Another very important part of the C4C is that they have involved disease-specific networks, and in our case, the European Cystic Fibrosis Society, who already has a very active clinical trial network. And also that network has been instrumental to disseminate the study proposal and to recruit sites to this study. That was all for today's Connected Children podcast. By supporting clinical trials, we're working towards a world with better medicines for babies, children, and young people. To find out more, visit our website, connectedchildren.org, or follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you for listening, and tune in next time for more great content.